Hey, if you suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. Who does it? Who does it? Who does it? Who does it? Hey, Chad. Who does it? Who does it? From the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here now, John and Lance. Okay, I guess that's it, John. Do we have John? I thought we did. Oh, John. Oh, John, John, John. Do you hear me? <clears throat> there he is. We thought oh. you were trying to avoid the loss and the win, although the Texans preseason game felt like an enormous loss to some people because of well, the huge flop that C.J. Stroud is after two series. Yeah, he's done. He's terrible. Yep. I mean, did you see Mina Kimes, what she tweeted? No. I mean, I know the Texans don't have either tackle and the Patriots defense is good, but I mean, come on, really? I mean, are you the idea me? that you have to have an opinion, one throw, a fortified opinion on a bad interception. Look, I don't know if he's going to be the. I don't know course. if he's going to be the quarterback or not. I, I don't know, <laughs> but I also know that this is not the time to start making proclamations. And uh, <clears throat> we'll get into Texans preseason. John is on the road. Uh, he is on the road just for today. You'll be back Monday, right? In yep, studio. Back Monday. No. Yep. But yep. you still saw the Texans. You saw yep. the Houston Astros. I don't know if you got to see them if or if you were yeah, flying I saw, over. I saw the game. It was uh, pr- it was pretty cool. It was uh, pretty cool. I thought for sure, for sure, Kyle Tucker. Well, he he ended up walking, but uh, and then you know that game was a, a fingertip, a fingertip away from being tied. Uh, that's how close that was. If he doesn't, if Urias doesn't get his, his his glove on that ball that Diaz hit, I know. hit, they score two instead they score of one. Two, yeah, and and they tie the game. And if they tie the game off that dude again, or you know, it, it, I mean, just how good are they against Bautista? I mean, they got he got a Presley save yesterday, but man, he's got to be thinking, oh my gosh, what do I have to do? They end up getting the bases loaded on me again. And Tucker's got another chance at a grand slam on him. I mean, and, and, you know, the thing was, and you're right, the, the base, I mean, the base hit that scored one would have scored two if not for that play. That was the play of the game, but it was, uh, it was still cool. I don't know. That was definitely a soft sweep. The soft sweep means you feel like, you know, it's really, you win the first two and, and the third one you had a shot at and it's, and it's, Usually one. Sometimes it can be two runs away, but in many cases it's one run. This this went from a five two to a five three, a five four game. I don't know. I walk out of there with the loss and feel like eh, it feels good. I don't know. I you don't you know. showed that you can put more runs on and cause problems for Batista again. Hunter Brown went an inning extra. Dusty tried to get one more out of him. Hunter fell apart in that inning. But overall, you definitely walk out of Baltimore with good feelings about, yeah, we made the statement we needed to make. 
Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Listen, if, if they face the Orioles in the postseason, there's definitely that doubt in Bautista's mind right now. There's no question about that. They know that. They, listen, they got a better lineup than Baltimore does. They got better pitching than Baltimore does. Baltimore is just playing really good baseball. The Astros lead the league in unearned runs, so that's that. You know, they're not playing. They haven't played their best baseball yet. They are going to get better and better as this thing goes along. And Baltimore knows that the that the Astros are a real problem should they face them in the postseason. There's no question about that. I wanted to get that sweep. I uh, I thought Hunter Brown threw the ball really, really well. I don't think it was really in, in uh, the five runs are indicative of what, how how well he pitched. Actually, he threw pretty damn well. He had given up just three hits through uh, I think four four inning four or five innings, and so he looked he looked pretty damn good. And then yeah, it fell apart on him in that last inning that he was in there. But um, no, nah, I wanted to, I wanted to be I wanted to be right in the thick. You would have been a, a game and a half behind the Rangers. You'd have been just three and a half behind the Orioles if you win that game. I, I thought you go in there and you sweep them, and there and and now there's a bunch of doubt in their mind. They come out of there, you're still very much in it, uh, and and you're only five and a half back of the Orioles for the best record in the league. And I'm shooting for that. I ain't I ain't about this division stuff. I'm about let's get that best record in the league. Let's sit down for the first week. Let's get home field advantage. And uh, and and let's go. And I think that's still well within reach. And just listen, you you actually gained ground on the on the uh, on the Rangers when they're playing the A's and you're playing the Orioles. So uh, you you know you or, or you just you you hold serve. The Rangers have a tough go of it now. You do too. You got a lot of tough uh, series coming up. But the, now the Rangers have to start playing some people. They lose to the A's. They get shut out by the A's in that last game. That's a nice thing to happen. So uh, I I like I, I, yeah I'm with you. I don't I don't I don't know about soft sweep. I think that's isn't that reserved for four game series. Well, uh, typically, but <clears throat> I made that change. A couple years ago. Oh, when did you change? I didn't know I that changed you it were... during COVID. Oh, I, okay. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Yeah, you... there's not as many four game series anymore, and uh, and then with COVID, it forced me to look at things differently. So, yeah, I changed soft sweep to you can still, but it has to be a one run game. You cannot get a soft sweep, and you have to win the first two. You can't call it a soft sweep if you lose the first one or the second one. It's got to be the first two you have to win. And the last one, you only lose by one. That's the only way. You, and it has to feel like a soft sweep, which it did. It's I make the final determination. It's subjective. And I felt like it was a soft sweep. And I proclaimed it as such after the after the game was over. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that you were the, I didn't know yeah, I you were the definitive yeah, answer it. on sweeps. I didn't, yeah. I didn't if I invent that. the term soft sweep, yes, I determine what it is. I oh, outline I gotcha. it. And we have so, changes. There's amendments to constitutions. You don't seem to have a problem with that. Major League Baseball changed their rules this year. So you think your terminology is like the Constitution in some way? And I believe that I the, can change it, yes. But I gotcha. the government I gotcha. can't. And there are no state legislators. It's only me. I got gotcha. you. Since you, you invented, invented the it. term. I yeah. invented the term soft sweep. I got gotcha. you. And I soft skin. No one else had saw, said that either before I said it. It had never, well, I guess it had been said before about someone's, you know, face, like, oh, she has such soft skin or whatever, but not right. in the way I said it. Not about John Stockton. Yeah, I don't, I didn't know we were, gonna, again, right in the beginning of the show, Del, we're, we're soft skinning it again. Okay. I watched I Air. Yeah. The documentary Air, well, it's not documentary, Ben Affleck and, uh, about Michael Jordan, the courting of Michael Jordan. I finally got to that and watched that. 
And John Stockton, they talked about, you know, potentially signing Nike, talked about signing John Stockton out of that class. They never mentioned SS, which mm-hmm. was the phrase that I... You, do you want to say SS? Well, softs. Okay, I guess yeah, it is no. better. You're right. Nine. I think it's better to say Nine. softskin. I think it's better to say soft skin, it's actually. better than right. saying what you said. Yeah, the SS. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. Those are Nine. just two initials. but mm-hmm. uh, So the so the Astros get away with, uh, and, and the good lineup, the one that everyone wanted, was, uh, it was I mean, it was it was fun to watch. It was, no, listen, it was nice dude. to see. You got a home run out of Yiner Diaz. You, you had a hard hit ball out of uh, Singleton. He drew a walk, showed some, you know, it was unfortunately Jordan had a few opportunities to really become a star. Um, actually, this series and missed out on some opportunities. So this this guy Creamer, uh, did you realize this? Like he has shut out the Astros. He's got he's got a point something ERA against the Astros. He for whatever reason against everybody else, he's just he's just an average major league pitcher against the Astros. They can't do anything against this guy. This is the third time. That they that he's thrown to the uh, the Astros. He shut him out one time. I think he gave up two and in seven innings, and then and then yesterday as well. For whatever reason, they can't hit this guy. It's just amazing. He's just not that good. You're not that good, okay, guy. You're just an average major league pitcher, is what you are. And yet against the Astros, he's he is Sandy Koufax. He's he's Bob Gibson. It's amazing. They can't hit this guy. So. I mean that that was a part of the problem. Yeah, they should have they should have given they should have had more run support. They did get to the bullpen again. That bullpen, I, I don't know if that that's an indicator. I don't know what how this Orioles team. They're not they, the lineup is good. It's not great. It's they pretty consistent though. I mean those yeah. guys can hit. They're no, hitting they a got, lot better they from a, an average standpoint than the Astros. Yeah, they just don't have Adley Rushman is nice is is nice and they got you know they're they're, they're who's their a star nice team who's they're their star. Can, yeah, yeah, Adley. He's yeah. their t- he's their star. That's yeah. it. And and, Gun- and Henderson is a is oh a nice really player. Yeah, really good player. But they don't have yeah. a Tucker or Jordan. No, they don't have an Altuve. They don't have a Tucker. They don't have a Jordan. I mean, they, they're just going along. They have got a bunch of guys that are right in the two seventies. They got a bunch of guys that are, are got twelve, fourteen home runs, and you know they just pick each other. They they do a nice job. It's a nice team. It's not you know when it comes time, and they don't have the horses at the top of. Now they got I mean, some bull, but they got some bullpen guys now. Yeah, they got no the the back two guys. Holy but crap! Listen, the, the back Astros. two guys, and then they've got they got two guys who throw over a hundred consistently. I mean, they've got some things, but the Astros, you do walk away from this saying, man, the Orioles just play more consistently. If the Astros, yeah. the Astros are more talented. The Orioles are just, uh, you know, a more consistent ball club. That's that's what it is. But when the Astros face off against good teams, home or on the road, especially on the road. Boy, do they step up, man! I am, yeah. I'm really happy with the performance of going into Baltimore, taking two out of three, competitive in all three. I mean, you could make a case that the Astros could have lost all three. You can make a case they could have won all three. Um, but all I know is when the when it when it got a little challenging, the Astros typically stepped up in the series, and I'm really happy. The other Houston team, the Houston Texans, played last night against the New England Patriots, and they won. 20 to 19 was the final, but you know, I, I think a lot of the talk was about CJ Stroud struggling. He had two series for the Texans. Uh, they were all over New England's defense, including Keon White, the rookie from Georgia Tech, were all over CJ Stroud. Stroud did not look very good out there. Um, the point I made after the look, this is CJ Stroud's. I just want to make the point 
I don't know if he's going to be a success or a failure. I have no idea. But some of the things and some of the narratives already that people feel like they have to run with this early <laughs> are kind of ridiculous. I mean, the guy doesn't have his full-time uh, offensive line in place. Number two, it's his first actual action against real game speed, which people, these dumb narratives that start up in camp where fans or, or, or media are at camp and they show a throw or two and CJ's that guy or what, you know, whatever. I mean, and then you have to go against a team that actually wants to really stop you and people who are fighting for jobs. Then you, then you actually see true game speed. Then he has to deal with, uh, uh, his wide receivers being worse than his cornerbacks for the first time in the history of C.J. Stroud's life, probably. And on top of that, he doesn't have time to throw, which is something he had a lot of time for in a, in, in a new offense. Yeah, honestly, and I said this before, the, that Davis Mills would probably have a better camp than C.J. Stroud, even though C.J. Stroud's more talented. Because Davis Mills, this is his third year. None of this is going to, the speed isn't going to bother him. The speed's not going to bother Case. I'm glad Davis Mills played well. The ultimate goal to me is Davis Mills plays plays right. well, John, and gets traded. And gets traded to Tampa. And I would love it for a fourth. Two, two, I, yeah. My guess is you get a fifth or sixth. Well, yeah. I mean, but if, 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 if there's a desperate team out there, maybe you get maybe you get a fourth. We'll see. Um, did you see Field Yates' upgraded wide receiver rankings? No. Uh, Fantasy I'm football? I'm sure Fantasy Tank football. is now in there. My, my updated fantasy wide receiver rankings for 2023, number one, Justin Jefferson, number two, Cooper Cup, number three, Tank Dell, number four, Jamar Chase, and number five, Tyreek Hill. He was joking, right? Like a preseason joke? No. He's, does, Field Yates is not joke. He doesn't joke. Yes, joking. he okay, is. There's no foolishness. He looks like Yates. an NPC in a video game. Field he Yates. Does. He, he really looks does. like. Let me tell you what he is. He is New England money. He comes from New England money. He has taken many pictures with the leaves changing uh, in, in, in New England. In the fall. He's, first of all, the nicest guy you'd ever meet. And he's very, very good at what he does. However, that man is old money New England, comes from probably the country clubs. And, and like I said, there's, there's summering, the phrase, the, the, the ver- I've never summered anywhere, don't have the money to summer, mm-hmm. didn't come from a family that could quote-unquote summer, but... Field probably Field Yates probably summered somewhere, but I will tell you this: he does have a sense of humor. I saw I saw more than one person declare that Tank Dell is the best, first of all, wide receiver in the league yesterday, and then I saw player. Somebody said, "No, actually, best player in the NFL." So people are getting very excited about Tank Dell, which is not a surprise. You can't guard Tank Dell, so it's just a matter of how many snaps and reps does he get. Tank Tank Dell is not guardable. It's it's just you saw it yesterday. This is what the hype has been about. Tank can't be guarded man to man. Question is, how does he do against zone? Does he hold up against a big hit? And what is the? Does he hold up against Mechie and snap counts? Because Mechie should not be taking a whole lot of reps. If it's about meritocracy, Tank should be playing a lot more. Uh, yeah, I think it is going to be too. I think Tank is going to. We're, I do too. We just got a taste of it, but but guys are going to be looking at Tank. Listen, I can't blame Davis Mills. I saw somebody tweeted out the other two guys that were on the play. Davis Mills never took his eyes off Tank for that touchdown. Never took his eyes off him. And the other two guys were open, but he didn't care. He was going to. And, and you know what? That's going to be the case, I think, with, with CJ. Uh, they got a tight relationship already, and CJ is going to be looking for him because he knows that Tank is able to get loose. 
uh, it's going to tanks going to be a problem. Tanks going to be a problem for people. I mean, not not this is nothing. Not just because of last night, obviously an overreaction, but tank is going to be a problem, and he and he showed it already. I mean, that was that was nice what he did last night. It's just the start. Uh, but you know, hey, it was nice what he did. It wasn't all that great what CJ did. Oh well, you move on. He had eleven plays. Uh, let's not, you know, let's not get nuts about CJ being the bust that uh, that a lot of people are putting on him already. We're going to take a break right here. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. You know, it's not a bust. Proximo. You know, it's not a bust. Tequila. No, no tequila is never a bust if it's done the right way, like like Maestro Dobell. Maestro Dobell is the perfect tequila for someone who loves the flavor of tequila, loves a well done tequila. And Maestro Dobell is an extremely well done tequila. The time that they spend in aging it, the process they go through. 11 generations of tequila makers have been in tequila, Mexico, making Maestro Nobel. And it's something that really is great to experience when you are sipping the Reposada, when you're sipping the Añejo, when you are tasting the, the Cristalino. This is something that will absolutely change the way you look at tequilas if you've never been a serious tequila drinker. You're someone who you know has margaritas, you've had a shot of it here or there. Take one shot of Maestro Nobel, go ahead and do it, and you're going to find out, wow, there's no burn there. There's no sting. Yeah, because it's a very good tequila, and it's made properly. It's made the way it should be, and the flavors and the flavor profiles are something you can really taste when you're sipping a tequila, like Maestro Nobel. Maestro Nobel, wherever fine liquors are sold, make sure you ask for it by name, and if they don't have it, tell them that you would like for them to carry Maestro Nobel. ESPN 975.com. Take his pork chop. I don't want his pork chop. I want his life. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Offensive Masterminds, running an outside zone on your intelligence, John Granado and Lance Zerline. So ESPN is doing overreaction. Texans should sit C.J. Stroud until he is ready. Dan Graziano says, yes, that's an overreaction. Thank you, Dan Graziano, for not being an idiot. Appreciate you. That's great. He did say, though, that the Bengals fans should be worried about uh, Joe Burrow. That, that maybe he won't be coming along as, as Oh, yeah, I didn't want to listen to me when I told you on the text stream. Oh, yeah. What did you tell us on the text stream? I forgot. Joe B was done for the year. Oh. With the calf injury? <laughs> yep. You said that? Wow. That's a bit of a. I said, how the, I said, scratch. I said, tear up those Bengals tickets. Mm. Or Joe Burrow MVP tickets or Bengals tickets, one or the other. Why? Because that. You, you think they're hiding calf. something? You can see the way he was limping around. Yeah, yeah. They I'm said telling it. you, this is so funny saw that the video. I can see. You know, some people do have foresight and can see and project. Like I tell you, y'all laugh about the messy me stopping his PK, <laughs> the first one. But I mean, there wasn't a big window. Free kick, not I, a PK. Yeah, I'm sorry, his free can kick. Can I believe that you would stop his free kick when you continue to call it by the wrong name? Uh, I'm just focused on. I'm focused on reading where he's going with it, and ah. I knew exactly where he was going. He's going to try That's the back true. door. I, I'm not even sure you could have stopped Megan Rapinoe's miss of the goal. Well, the, you the, have, I yeah. would shut her the down. The sweetest too. goalie that, didn't that either. Would have been a goal. I think that would have been a goal against you. No, somehow, I would have shut her down. Somehow too. would have went in, even though it yes. didn't even hit the, yes. the post. 
somehow it would have gone in. And then I can eyeball, you know, I can already tell how long, exactly how long. I can tell what your fever is just from feeling your head. I can tell temperature perfectly. Even my wife will tell you that that's a superpower. I know exactly how long it's going to be without even opening ways to get to a place. And then I can also look at injuries and tell you how long you'll be out. Is. Take how long? Have you gone the wrong? You t- what? You, I have a question, You went on sir. 288 what? when you thought it was Years ago. Years ago. Yes. You have the foresight for all this, but you don't ever have the foresight to remember, oh, my key card won't be with me, so I, I might want to grab it. You totally don't have different that type thing. of foresight. How so? Totally different thing. Because I can, I, I can look at things happening and then determine mm-hmm. what is going to happen in the future. You just can't find your keys. So you it's a totally different thing. You weren't thing. able to determine that your keys weren't ADD, where they're supposed to be. No, part of my no. ADD is it's a blessing and a curse. That's the curse part. The blessing oh, part is he's it a, gives me foresight a, into what's going to happen. What, it's not Del, what he's saying. He, he, what he's saying is he's an idiot genius. And you know what? <laughs> I think it's savant. It's savant. Idiot savant. Idiot <laughs> genius. Idiot genius. You mean a savant. Right. Right. Yeah, that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, what no. if I am on the what if I'm on the uh, spectrum and I don't know it? Yeah. Now you're making no, fun we, of me? Wow. We, we do Please think put that in a headline may, someone. We think that's accurate. Oh, John's insensitive. You want that in the headline? What yeah. kind of what kind of breaking news is that? <laughs> yeah, it's not a not, not breaking news. But when I look at Joe Burrow, you want me to tell you how long he's gonna be out? A month. There from, you go. In the season or from the time of injury? Season. So you think he's missing four weeks? Four, yeah, that's four right. Weeks. You heard me. Okay. okay. Huh? You I, mean, heard I don't care. Don't one cry way when the other. he's out a month. Oh, John's the one who loves because him. I don't I care. Know. Don't cry, John, when he missed a month. Because I looked at that calf and I could tell. Ooh, <sighs> my first thought was Achilles popped. Yeah, but my second yeah, but one, I'm like, you know what? That's probably that a knee. One. And then yeah, my third one was, you. oh, they said calf. Okay. Yeah. So you went from Achilles to knee to calf. But I went to suspect what what I did was, as someone who's not trained but who has read on different stuff. Okay. I can mm-hmm. tell, okay, it's one of those three for sure. So you narrowed it down to three things on his I let the professionals do their job, but I just knew that this is not going to – this is going to take a while. Hmm. This is going to take so a while. So we're going to yeah. see who – who's the backup? Is it still Brandon Allen? So you, you're saying Brandon Allen's going to play quarterback for the Bengals for the first month? No. They, don't is they have somebody else? else? Is it Brandon Allen? Oh, good Lord. It can't be Brandon Allen, can it? He was there last year, I think. So You know who it should be? Davis Mills. <laughs> well, That's right. No, you were absolutely right about Davis that. Mills. If you want to save your season, you better go to Davis save Mills. Save their season with Davis Mills. Right. Yeah, I said it. How come the Texans can't save their season with Davis Mills? Because CJ's the answer. CJ's the the, the real deal. Del. CJ's the future. I don't know. It's, you saw that pick. Yeah. You saw you saw the pick. It's over. Well, Trevor, saw, Trevor Simeon's the backup. I was told what a, what a disappointing yeah, rookie Simeon's this is. Like yeah, Trevor yeah. Simeon's their guy. Um, Oh, Time to talk. Let's hear from CJ uh, breaking down his his interception uh, last night. He still got all the despite the fact that he's off to such a slow start and people are benching him already that he's a bust. He still has a lot of confidence in himself. Trust my eyes. Um, I seen a certain look to where um, I knew uh, in film that they could run that to where the safety, if his man blocks, that he'll come off and uh, really be locked into my eyes and. Um, just lost lost track of that and um, just forced it. Should have just checked it down to, to Dalton, but um, it was a great play by two by kind of just hiding out. Uh, he kind of was ducking low, so I didn't really see him. Thought I threw a good pass, but um, of course it wasn't. So uh hell of a play by number two and just put that in my back pocket. It was a really bad pass. Waited. Now, I will say this. <laughs> Where did you have Deculus rated, the LSU tackle? 
uh, undrafted free agent, basically <laughs> yeah. a reject. Oh, I'm not. It's a disaster. No. An absolute disaster. This for is. Houston. This is not a joke. I couldn't believe they drafted him. Um, I didn't think he's extremely tight-legged. Uh, I didn't think he was draftable, and I was surprised he went. I think he went in what the seventh. Uh, he I think, came out. Yeah, they drafted him, which yeah, I was. Yeah. I was surprised, but to me, he's an absolutely don't draft and and really a reject player. Uh, here's my here's what I said about Austin Deculus. <laughs> Austin Deculus, man. Here's what I said. I had a game of five five three. To give you an example, a five six three is the lowest I typically give for a guy that could get into camp as a priority free agent. If you're a five five three, I don't even believe you'll be a priority free agent. I don't. And think, he started a tackle. Yeah, I don't think you'll be in a camp. No. Here's what I said: durable and highly experienced. Deculus is a right tackle prospect only with good know how, but a debilitating lack of athletic movements to get blocks executed consistently on the pro level. He uses his length effectively with defective with active hands and good extension to keep rushers out of his frame, but securing his edge against speed will be a challenge. He's a phone booth run blocker who lacks bend and drive at the point of attack and will struggle to find his landmarks on move blocks. He's a late round to undrafted free agent uh, who will be a long shot to make a roster. Or... Start he'll, the first game. He'll start. <laughs> yeah, that's what he. That's what. That's what. Uh, he's a, he's a long shot of long shots. He should not be on the. He'll get you killed. Like he's just not. He just, it's nothing personal. He just doesn't have the physical. He lacks the physical ability to play in the NFL. He's so, got that up. He's got that up in his locker, which he, which, yes. which, he, right? which will be taken down at some which, point because he won't which, have a locker. Right, which which we will no longer be. I mean, there. honestly, Charlie Heck is a swing for you, and you got Titus Howard coming back. You've got Fant back. You've got Ty- Laramie Tunsil. I can't see a, a world where Austin Deculus makes his team, and you're no. worried about him protecting C.J. Stroud. No, no. Yeah, I was worried about it. I was oh, worried no. about yeah, it, especially about when, when C.J.'s getting sacked by his guy. Yes, yes, you did have to worry about it, and that's one of the reasons, by the way, he may have only played two series. I don't know if he was always going to play two series, but maybe they said, uh-uh, yeah. no, uh-uh, no, we're not doing this. Frank, now, a lot of people were upset. Did you see the list of the number two quarterback and how many plays he got in the preseason, in his first preseason game? And some of those were Mitch Trubisky. It's number yeah, one. No, that was back All of those were, guys sucked. Yeah. All, it, it, it was it was RG. Yeah, RG, he had, he had himself a year. Why do I care? What, did any of those guys have Austin Deculus blocking for him? Yeah. <laughs> Did any of those guys have their starting center out uh, with a a newly acquired knee injury? Yeah. Did any of those have to deal with a brand new offense uh, with a quarterback who's worried about timing? Like, come on, guys! I don't. Why do I care about other number two quarterbacks? Yeah, I want. Trust me, I want him to get a lot of uh, uh, playing time so he gets the experience. But not if he's going to be ransacked by the defense. Hells no. All right, 713-780-3776. Bill Brown is joining us at 8.30 this morning. He's going to be inducted to into the Astros Hall of Fame this weekend, so we will talk to Bill Brown about our Astros. We'll also have B, DJ Bianame with us here at 9 o'clock uh, to talk about this Texans. Big win. Big, big win last night. Were you excited? Yeah, I was excited. We won the game, okay? It's off to a, an unbelievable start. I've got okay. We when we come back, we do have to talk a little betting because there's a story that came out yesterday. If you haven't seen, and and our Texans are in the middle are one of the favorites on this bet 
Let's see if you know what that is. We'll do that on the other side. But right now, we've got Texas Custom Patios. Texas Custom Patios is much more than a patio builder. They're a lifestyle builder. You can see it from their website. I mean, they make what they do is they elevate your, your home. They elevate your life and your lifestyle. It's what they do. I could try to couch it a different way, but that's exactly what it is. If you go to their website and go to texascustompatios.com or you go to their Instagram page and you see the beauty of what they're doing, it's going to absolutely blow you away. They, they add so much value to your home with what they're building that it, it adds value to the property itself and it adds value to your way of life. Whether it's a brand new swimming pool, the pool house, the outdoor living space, the kitchen that goes with it, um, they do it all, and they really add to the quality of life that you have. And it's it's done at a very high level. Um, the product, the workmanship, the 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 things that go into it, like the natural stone, the granite, the the appliances, they make it look so beautiful and. They handle everything from start to finish in a manner that really is stress-free for you. And that's something that was very important for me and my wife when they built our patio. TexasCustomPatios.com. Go to the website, look at the before and after, and get started on upgrading your life. That's TexasCustomPatios.com. 97.5. Home. Damn it, Leroy. Leroy, you were just stupid. At least I have chicken. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's time to rejoin the undisputed best sports talk show in Houston. It's clearly John and Lance, except no substitutes. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I mentioned Bill Brown is going to join. I was just reading up on Bill Brown. He says he retired in 2016 because he felt like his on-air, he retired because he felt like his on-air performance was slipping. I never stopped Milo. He didn't care. He's like, I'm just going to keep going until... No, 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 no. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. No, 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 I didn't. Actually, I was dead that on. That never stopped Milo, said John this morning. Wow. The Hall of Famer. Don't speak ill of the dead. Well, it's just two I'm days where he's taking shots at Hall of Famer. Yesterday was Dusty, and today it's Milo. But at least Dusty's alive. And Which... Hall of Famer, key. which Hall of Famer or dead person gets your gets the shot tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, I don't, who knows? A bunch of people. It'll be Saturday. You missed who, that. You missed out on John's introduction to his work day because you know I'm making sure everyone's connected. You're in the, you're in the studio. John's in Dallas. We heard about him moving, helping his son move in. So he's not here. He didn't sound like a man who spent last night helping his son move in. Yeah. Yeah, he that's sounded what like did. a man who. Well, was, we had dinner and drinks, and yeah, mm. that's what we did. Yeah, the, the, dr- know, the drinks is what. Do I'm you ever have on. drink? No, it's no, always why would plural. I limit myself. Do you ever have drink? It's always no. plural. Why would I? Why would I? Because limit you myself, have a Lance? work day next. The next day, because you have a liver. Maybe you or that. I don't care about his health. I just care about what he does. Here. I don't care about his health. Yeah, what he does here makes my job easier or harder. Um, you know, because you perform a job where you have to be heard. Maybe you yeah. take some consideration about maybe limit yourself on work what? nights. No, what? What? Why would I do that? Okay. For the quality my, of your I job, like my, Bill Brown. Air, you know who doesn't pay my, attention to the quality of his work? Unlike no. Bill Brown? John. 
Uh, is yeah, John in the Texas Radio Hall of Fame? No. I don't no. want my on-air performance to slip. Is okay, Bill Brown so, going into the uh, Astros Hall of Fame? Yes. Was John just eliminated from the Texas Radio Hall of Fame? Yes. Does yes. John care? No. Nope. Lance, Does Bill John Brown care? Yes. We know John, John doesn't was, care. But Lance, no. when do you think he stopped caring about his on-air performance? Oh. Lance, oh, Man, Lance, so... take a guess. <laughs> a uh, while ago. 98? 98? No. 97 we started. <laughs> yeah, I think I, he's making a point. I, I, I will was say, there was one was time when John was doing... John was doing uh, uh, Sports Night Live on Channel 51. It was a TV. It was a local TV station when people used to watch local TV stations. And they had the Astros. Uh, road games, pre- and post-game, John would do that. But he also would go out to bars at night and do – this is an early – this is the first year we were on the radio. So John would be at the bar, you know, be at a bar doing a sports talk show at night. I don't know, John, what was it, 8 to 9? No, it was 9 to 10. It was 9 to 10. Holy crap. So anyway, so then we're doing morning radio. At that time, it was 7 to 10. At that, that very first year, that's what it was at that time. And I remember I was sitting in the main seat because at first they were trying to figure out, we'll see who's better, you know, you be in the main seat here, and then John will be in the main seat sometime. This guy, Ed Chain, this, this whatever uh, um, consultant. consultant we had. So I remember I'm in the main seat, and I think John had been – I think John had also been at the rodeo cookout the night before. And I remember I'm in the middle of doing a segment. I'm talking. <laughs> I look over and I can hear it too. John is laying back in his chair. His head is all the way back, lean back, and he's snoring in the middle of a segment. He had fallen asleep. And I'm like, and I think I'd ask him a question. And I didn't feel like course now just say oh john's asleep Dell, do you see what john is but at that time my first year on radio i'm like but uh so yeah that's a hard one to answer um and i kept trying to talk through the segment to get through the segment and i'll never forget thinking oh i don't know if he can keep doing this tv show and you didn't keep i don't know how much longer you did the tv show I don't remember i don't remember i do remember that i do i think dick harmon was in there too and dick that that morning, I actually saw Dick at the uh, rodeo the night before, and he that was like his favorite moment was me sleeping and during the breaks, uh, yeah, of, of the show. Because after that, after I was sleeping during it, I had to take naps during the breaks, and uh, that was Dick's favorite thing. We got to get to this uh, this story, uh, this betting story. Okay, <clears throat> there's a new bet out in Las Vegas at BetOnline.ag. Most improved regular season team. So, who do you think is who? Who's the least favorite? The most improved regular season. I team? mean, probably Kansas City. Kansas City. No, Kansas City actually can have an improvement because they lost four games last year. Uh, the Eagles are first. Minnesota, Tampa. Uh, the 40 Tampa's up there and they weren't very good, but they're still with the, that quarterback situation. It's usually good teams that are on the boat. Well, usually right. this is the first time we've ever seen this bet. So the green Bay, oh, no, the, green Bay was, didn't even make the playoffs last year. Did they, uh, they're 66 to one, the team most improved regular season team. The favorite is the not, Chicago bears. I was going to say not the Texans. Te- the, the bears are number one at two to one. The Broncos are second. I would think the Broncos should be the favorite in this one. 
They were really, really bad, and they've got a new head coach, so things are going to be better. Although I think that probably the Bears are number one because people are going to feel that Justin Fields is going to take a big step this year. Plus, they've got some receivers this year, which they didn't have last year. Our Houston Texans are third at 7-1. to I mean, going from bad, going from bad to to not as bad is is obviously going to be the easiest way to do that. We saw that with Jacksonville last year. But doesn't um, this give you some hope that the Texans could make a Vegas feels like they could make? No, it doesn't give a me big hope. improvement. No, it doesn't give me hope because Vegas says it. Yeah, no, 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 no. Vegas is never wrong. Vegas, Vegas. doesn't pay attention to Houston. Why would so, they? When you look at this, and the Jets are ten to one, although they won games last year, the Colts are eight to one. I the think Colts maybe, have a shot. The Colts, w- I think the Texans are. It would be a. I think it would be a phenomenal season if the Texans get to seven wins. Of course, you say that, but I got to see how the games actually go. But I think to me, seven's the high end. But I think five is probably the low end. I think they're five, six, or seven. More than likely, five or six is where I'd shade them. Seven would be a four-game improvement. Yeah. What is going to be the best improvement this season? I think season? five games. Uh, the Bears. Wait, did the Texans win four or five last year? They won four, three. three or four. They won three. They won four, right? They won, they won three. three. Oh, that's right. They had the tie. Three. So it'd be a four-win four improvement. Four-win improvement. Yeah. Um, the Col- the Saint, the Jets, the Browns, the Rams have a chance. They're eighteen to one. Rams do actually have a chance in that yeah. division if they if they can come back healthy. Um, I think that you just mentioned the team, not the. Well, I think the Colts have a chance, but you mentioned another team. Who was right before the Rams? Who'd you mention? Uh, the Falcons, the Browns. Okay, so oh, the Browns. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Browns do have a chance. I think the Browns have a legitimate chance if if the right Deshaun Watson shows up. I think they have a chance. You know, I, I'm not sold on the Ravens or Steelers making this. Let's see what happens. Kenny Pickett year two. Um, I got to see if Lamar can stay healthy. I think uh, I, I'd never underestimate the opportunity for Odell Beckham Jr. to become a kind of a hassle to a team, especially if he's not getting the ball. Uh, Bengals, but then again, you know, Bengals. Let's see what happens with Joe Burrow. I don't know. The Browns I think, open I, I think, with the Bengals. I think people are sleeping on the Browns a little bit. I think the Browns are a very real competitor for the playoffs as a matter uh, of fact i would put the browns probably ahead of the steelers i don't know if odds makers do or not but i'd have the browns ahead of the steelers but i think they're pretty much i think they're pretty even and let's face it kenny by the end of the year kenny pickett and deshaun watson were what do you what because kenny pickett tore your ass up at miami Dell. No, why do you thumbs down him because he stunk he didn't stink. Year. He wasn't good. He had a really good game he was, where he came from behind. In a, win. You yeah. Know, it was late. He he was worse than Davis Mills was last year. No, but oh, the narrative no. on him oh, is... Oh, yes. No. Look at him. The narrative of The narrative of, is bullcrap. The narrative on him is arrow up. The narrative is, thank God Mike Tomlin is there because he always finds a way to grind that team to above 500. But they, but Kenny Pickett ain't the reason. Kenny Pickett. He was part bad. <laughs> so... So the Browns open with the Bengals, which is the best time to face the Bengals. Yeah, since Joe Burrow probably not back. Then Kenny Pickett the... wasn't bad. He had seven <laughs> touchdowns, nine interceptions. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Great. Yeah, you've proven my, you've proven your point. Wow, Thank you. <laughs> he had seven and nine. Yeah, I told you. What, what but is this Kenny Pickett but the talk stuff? has been Kenny Pickett is that he, dude. He's not that they found dude. their guy. He stunk. Wow, seven and nine. That's... Seventy-six rating, yeah. That's they're catching. Uh, they're catching the Bengals at a, at a perfect time. 
with Joe Burrow out for at least the first month has been as some as some insiders are discussing. Are you that insider? Well, it's been said by you that Burrow could miss as much as the first week, the first month of a season. Said well, by you, Jamar it's told him that Jamar told him to take off till week five. Yep. J- yeah, uh, Jamar, but, but I don't know. Know something about Trevor Simeon? It's out, Simeon, it's out there don't. right now. It's out there, Dell. Well, I don't. I don't know about about Doctor Chase whether or not he's going to be making that. You know that analysis. An NFL insider and an and an NFL insider. Two NFL insiders have now said there's a chance Joe Burrow could miss the first month of the season. <laughs> two, two now. We've it's got, already up okay. to two NFL there's insiders because we got two sources. <laughs> you and Jamar Chase says he could because <laughs> apparently Jamar Chase thinks Trevor Simeon's much better than the rest of us do. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's, uh, we got two sources. Let's run with it. I'm telling you, hey, he's going to get. That's right. That's what. You're supposed to find two sources. He's going to get a taste of Trevor Simeon against that Pittsburgh defense and go, I've made a terrible mistake. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, got a break, and we'll get to the Phil Mickelson story on the other side. It's unbelievable. It's just great stuff. Billy Walters just destroys him in his book. Why did he stroke We're, Phil like that? Well, because he's trying to sell books. No, because, because Phil put him in prison. Oh, he, <laughs> he did? He, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's... Yeah, Phil, Phil got off, and Billy Walters went in for insider trading. Um, well, yeah. Phil didn't put him there. Well, kind of. Well, yeah, Phil, 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 Phil. State's took evidence? A, yeah. Oh, save it then. <laughs> yeah. Still think so he's overreacting. So what, guess what Phil's getting? Slapped. Um, time to talk about clients and Mark Klein and Klein's Fine Jewelers. And just, the, I mean, I was there this week, as a matter of fact, my wife's birthday, and I bought her some earrings that she just loves. And the prices, listen, they have lab, what, what Mark is calling lab-grown diamonds. And they're the same thing, color, clarity, everything. The way everything about them is the same as, you know, farmed diamonds. Well, th- guess what, though? It's a fraction of the price. It is unbelievable. And yet they're just the color, again, they are real diamonds. And yet, and Mark has them, and he's got them in stock. He's got a bunch of them, and he is going to get you at those diamonds at a price that you can't believe. You can get the other diamonds, the you know farmed good diamonds. That's that, that's just fine. But you can get these as well, and and you make the choice, and you see the difference. That there is no difference. If you're looking for uh, it, it, from from the plainest and simplest jewelry to the most expensive, unbelievable jewelry that you can find. It's all the clients. He's got everything in stock. He's got two locations now: Augusta, and and uh, and, and Augusta and uh, Woodway, and then of course at Westheimer and Fountain View. You're looking for the best in jewelry. There's one place to go: Kleinsjewelry.com. Kleinsjewelry.com. You got something to sell? I'll buy it at Selflist.com. We want to know. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Totally different topic. The talk of the golf world is this book excerpt that came out uh, about Phil Mickelson. I'm curious what the your reaction, what the reaction in there was when you read about it. Um, I mean, at least he can bet on the Ryder Cup this year because he won't be a part of it. So. <laughs> that was Rory giving a shot to Phil Mickelson. Apparently, okay, so Billy Walters has a book out. Billy, Billy Walters, Walters is a is a famous, well-known professional gambler in Las Vegas 
Who's the, been very successful over the years? The most famous gambler. Well, Mattress Mac might be taking that over now, but Mattress Mac has. But as a game. sharp, Billy Walters is known as a sharp. Yeah, yeah. If Billy Walters is betting on a game, the books want no part of it. Well, the lines Billy, move. Billy Walters is famous for having guys go to different sports books, and if you if, if the books find out that it's Billy Walters' guys, they're going to shut down the bet and not take the bet. So Billy Walters is a famous gambler. He has an association with Phil Mickelson. They played golf together. They gambled together. He, he, Phil and he were allegedly friends until prosecutors were convicting, were, were investigating Billy Walters on insider trading. And... Phil Mickelson apparently did not rat him out. There's a story in the New York Post yesterday in which uh, Billy Walters says this. Well, the headline says, Phil Mickelson's betrayal ruined my life, said Billy Walters. Phil Mickelson, one of the most famous people in the world, and a man I once considered a friend, refused to tell a simple truth that he shared with the FBI and could have kept me out of prison. I never told him I had inside information about stocks, and he knows it. All Phil had to do was say it publicly and he refused. It led to Billy Walters going to prison. It led to tens of million dollars in losses. And it led to the suicide. Or, well, he, he Billy Walters feels, feels like he could have prevented the suicide of his daughter. So oh Billy Walters, yeah, Billy Walters has a real axe to grind with Phil Mickelson. There is no question about it. Well, he grinds it in his book. He has uh, the book. Uh, the book claims that Phil Mickelson bet one billion dollars over thirty years on gambling, and he's lost over a hundred million in gambling since he started. Since he started gambling, a hundred over a hundred million in losses. He also says that Phil Mickelson, who was on the Ryder Cup team. Uh, I forget which team it was. Oh, the 2012 Ryder Cup team that won at Medina in Chicago. And and he called Billy Walters. Phil Mickelson called Billy Walters and said wanted him to place a $400,000 bet on the U.S. team. Well, Billy said, are you out of your bleeping mind? Don't you remember what happened to Pete Rose? He said, you see, you're seen as a modern-day Arnold Palmer. You'd risk all of this? I want no part of it. And Phil said, all right. And he didn't bet it. And he's lucky he he had Billy Walters because the U.S. team lost to the European team that year. So he would have lost $400,000 betting on his own team. But at least, to me, at least he was betting on the U.S. He wasn't betting on the European team, right? So I'm okay. Well, yeah, because then you're subject to, to, to being part of point shaving. Yeah, right. Oh, no, 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 no. Phil would have been, oh, are you kidding me? Uh, but Phil, but Phil, here's what he says. Phil bet 110,000 to win 100,000, a total of 1,115 times. On 858 occasions, he bet 220,000 to win 200,000. Um, in the sum of those uh, gross wagers, he lost $311 million. In 2011 alone, he made oh. three. He made 3,154 bets, an average of nearly nine bets per day. And on one day in 2011, Phil made 43 bets on Major League Baseball, resulting in $143,500 in losses. He made a staggering 7,000. bets in one day on baseball? In, in one day. You're, you're betting like every game, every total. Yeah. 
And yes, everything. Unless he had, you know, individual, and he might have had individual player stats, but 43? Yeah. Is he says he made a staggering seven thousand sixty-five wagers on football, basketball, and baseball. Seven thousand wagers. You know, it first came to our attention. Phil's gambling first came to our attention when he had a bet on the Baltimore Ravens to win the Super Bowl in two thousand, and they were a big long shot to begin the season, and they won. And everyone's like, "Oh my God!" Phil Mickelson made a big bet. You know, it was like twenty thousand dollars, right? And he ended up cashing in for I don't know, like three million, five million, something like that. And it was like a pretty cool story that holy crap, Phil Mickelson gambled on football and he bet on the future and won on the Ravens. This guy's really good. We had no idea, and that was now that was twenty three years ago. So this thirty years thing makes sense. But we had no idea that Phil has. I mean, this is all problem gambling stuff. This right. is all well, addicted Phil, to gambling stuff. Um, Phil if it's says, to be believed, which I tend to believe it, it's, yeah. it feels believable to me. I don't know about the numbers, but well, Phil Phil is refuting the numbers, but he does say he, everyone knows I had a problem. He says I know I I, I had a problem. It's well documented my problems with gambling. So this is nothing. But I, this I, you know. I, I tend to believe when he is so specific about the number of bets. I mean, eleven hundred and fifteen times he bet a hundred. Was Billy making these bets for him? Uh, apparently, for a syndicate he was. Some, somehow. I, well, uh, apparently he was. He was going through Billy, and and and, and well, actually, Bill, uh, Billy Walter says that they had a partnership that they shared everything. That they that they every wager that they split right. down the middle. So. Uh, Billy would have the records of that kind of stuff, I would imagine. I would imagine he has the records, and he has specific, specific uh, numbers on all of this stuff. Um, I, I would tend to believe it. And, you know, Dick Harmon told us back in the day, he said, yeah, you know, Phil's, it's well documented how much Phil loves to gamble. He says he's walking down the fairway checking NFL scores on Sundays. Right, I remember him saying that on the air. But yeah, what, what does this mean for Phil, though, John? I don't think it means anything. It doesn't mean anything to him, does it? No, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, there's no as long as you know he didn't bet against himself. He's not supposed to bet on golf. Um, but I've, I've heard of other guys betting on themselves. And in, in, when they're over in England, they bet they 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 will they will take money out on themselves. Absolutely. Or if they miss the cut, they'll bet on somebody that maybe they played with or what or you know one of their buddies, whatever the case may be. I've I've heard about guys as long as you're not betting against yourself. You know, I I guess it's okay. I don't think I think the tour would frown massively on you betting on golf, but it, I'm I know it's happened. I know it's happened plenty. I've I've heard about it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is it really is. Uh, but it's not really it's a it's a it's a gossipy story. But it's not really a story that's going to have any teeth in terms of long term ramifications. For no, anything. no. I mean, for I, the guessing. bigger story, John, is that everything that you talked about a long time ago. About live and about that that deal, it doesn't look like it's. I mean, it still is no closer to happening between live no, and, and PGA. As a matter of fact, a story came out this week that PGA players, and don't forget Tiger. Now Tiger has joined the PGA board now, and Tiger is anti live. I, I don't. I don't think that the players are actually going to. The players have ownership in in the PGA tour. I don't think the players are going to ratify this. I don't think that this 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 whole thing is going to happen. And not only that, I don't know that players. At some point, it may start to bother them uh, when when the money they realize the money is 
it's not changing their lives a whole lot, mm-hmm. they may start to realize, I sure would like for people to actually care about what I'm doing on the weekend. I sure would like a relevant tournament that people see and care about. Well, well now, the, the, to be fair about this, it's not about that. It's because the the... the the PGA Tour and Live is all about future. They, the, the, the Live doesn't have anything to do with the PGA Tour and running tournaments and all of that stuff. It's just a partnership between the two on future endeavors that the PGA right, but Tour if they will don't, John, What I'm saying is, if they don't get together, if they don't come together, you're stuck on a you're stuck on a tour that really is irrelevant and it stayed yeah. irrelevant despite the big players there. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, I tell you this though, they were at the Greenbrier last week, and it was packed. It was crowded. People were there, so watching, you know, a DeChambeau shoot a fifty-eight. It was, it was amazing. I thought I saw pictures of it. I was like, oh my goodness, there's a lot of people. There. And when they when they did it in Oklahoma, it was a huge success, huge success. So we'll see whether or not. I mean, obviously they need the U.S. and but in Australia as well, they had a they had huge crowds at their event in Australia. So at one of the events in Australia. So I don't know. I don't know. It might not go away. And but I, I don't think the, the deal between the PGA tour and Live is ever gonna is ever gonna be consummated. Ever. Um let's take a quick break. You gotta talk about John Daspit. We got other stuff. If you guys want to get in someone three seven eight oh three seven seven six, we'll get back to that Texans game. You can hear from we'll hear from Tank Dell on the other side. Don't go anywhere, ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five, but John Daspit first. Yeah, if you go to DaspitLaw.com, you can see <clears throat> A lot of different things. Um, you see a video of John, and he's passionately pursuing justice for the injured. But but you can start an online chat right there on the the front page to just you know give them a heads up on what's going on with you, what happened with you, was it a wreck, was it an injury at at uh, the workplace, are you involved in you know at, at workplace where multiple people were injured? John works with a lot of people for for bigger claims and you know where a lot of people have been hurt because he gets the biggest settlements and and John frankly you know understands what you're going through in terms of not just the pain and suffering stuff but really more importantly what the medical bills are now what they're going to be in the future what the physical therapy is going to look like um what missed time from work you know depending on your injury some of the people that he that he represents in fact a lot of the people he represents have really bad injuries these are these are situations where it's hard to judge what the settlement should be because you don't even know the extent of the injury. Some of the people have to have surgeries. And that's why John Daspit is on their side. He wants to make sure that you get the settlement that you deserve. And he wants to make sure that the bullies don't try to keep you out of you know what it is that you should be compensated for. And that's when I call them bullies. I mean, it's, it's lawyers on the other side working for the insurance agencies who just want you to take the lowest settle, settlement possible and be done with it. That's not the way they do it at uh, DASPA Law. They're going to fight for you. 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Sweet Sassy Molassie. John Stockton says, hey, look at me. I'm a little teapot. I'll run right up your dress. But then Carl Malone says, sweet Sassy Molassie, you are going to pay a lot. <laughs> 